0: Oh yes! It's time for another episode of We Love Comics, the show where we love comics, and you should too. I am one of your hosts. I'm one-third of the We Love Comics crew. My name is Vactor, and I'm here to say that I love Spider-Man in a crazy way. And I also want to introduce you to Black Nerd Power Zone, the biggest, largest, most lovable teddy bear in the history of geekdom, Mr. Marcus Seabury. How you doing, Seabury?
1: Yeah, that's also not accurate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm quite angry sometimes. But, uh, yo, I'm good, but I was tripping, man, you came with the bars at the beginning. I was like, I right, back the bars, bars, <laughs> killing them, killing them.
0: Sometimes parents just don't understand, and sometimes... <laughs> Hunter Camp doesn't understand because he's here from the Bullet Club from Rapungi. Hunter no, Camp is here. Hi, how, how you doing, not, Hunter Camp?
2: I'm great. That's not accurate. I have a little Parker shirt on.
0: He is. Or the La Parker. That's LA right. Park. Yes. Hunter Camp
2: from Twitch. Jackson, Mississippi. Tv oh, yeah.
0: slash haunter Camp. I am nope, that's, Hunter Camp. I,
2: Hunter Camp. Not yep. Yeah.
0: Just what I said. And Close. don't forget. If you're watching us on YouTube, you can always leave a comment down below and let Hunter Camp know that yeah. you're his biggest fan. Yes, today, I'm playing
2: I'm Life playing oh, is Strange today. Oh,
0: yeah, that's right. After,
2: after the recording.
0: I want to see that, Hunter Camp. That's one of my wife's favorite video games.
2: Yes, yeah. lots of
0: fun. But you can also leave us a comment, like I said, down below. Leave us a review on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, as it were, and... Spotify, you can give us a five-star review. You can always check out all of our Geek So To Speak podcast shows over at GeekSoToSpeak.com slash network. All right, let's get right into it, boys. We are going to be talking about Thor this week. We're going to be so Thor. We have talked about all the Thor movies. Low-key, we're going to be talking about every Thor movie that has come out so far, <laughs> except <laughs> Love and Thunder. So You're we're going to talk We're going to be talking about Thor, Thor the Dark World, and Thor Ragnarok. All three movies. But, guess what? Before we do that, Hunter Camp, new figure alert! New figure alert! Hey! Mr. Seabury.
1: First, the actual new figure. This is an elite Bianca Belair. uh, For the uninitiated I have a pro membership at GameStop. But Marcus, you don't play video games. <laughs> I don't. But I do like figures. So I use <laughs> that $5 off once a month and I buy me a nice shiny figure.
0: Yeah.
1: That is my first Bianca Belair. Probably won't be my last. I don't know. Then uh, went to a local store way back, uh, Toys. Uh Here in Memphis, they had a little, uh, just like a little 4th of July sale.
0: Nice.
1: Got me two more first time additions to my collection. I got me a Triple H, well, like a like a wrestling Triple H. I got a Triple H in a suit, like exec Triple H. But yeah, I got the, got the wrestling. And then they had like a little accessory pack. So I went and found me a sledgehammer. Hey. Like, yeah, I, nice. I'm good. That's appropriate
0: uh, for today's episode, Seabury.
1: Ah, uh, yeah. And then I got this blast from the past from the 1999 Toy Biz line. DDP, Diamond Page. I had that, that one,
2: and I have no idea where it is. How much did you <laughs> pay for that one? You know, I met DDP at a mall in Jackson, Mississippi, and he was a jerk. What? But I think he's a he's a nice guy now. But at the time, like this was like when he was riding high on nitro. Oh. Um, and he was like. He, like i went to go get my picture taken and tried to get an autograph and he was but, you know wrestlers are carnies though so like that's the thing so he was like no nah, you got to pay for that and i was like oh well okay well it was nice meeting you mr page and i was like okay but that's 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 what wrestlers are like sometimes they just like if you want a picture that's cool but if you want an autograph on something you got to pay for that too you can pay, you got to pay for both and if i sign more than one thing that's an extra forty dollars
1: based on the videos I've seen of uh, Matt Cardona at different events, I was like, yeah, "Yeah, they're pricing sounds
2: about right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is what it is. Also, I like your Bianca Belair a lot. I love Bianca Belair. She's like the reason to watch WWE. What you said.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah, nice. Very nice. And Mr. Hunter Camp, what do you got for us?
2: So, uh, this is an all-wrestling theme, like, figure alert, new figure alert. Um, for us, I don't know about Trent, I don't know if you got anything, but the first on the map is Thunder Rosa's first AEW figure.
0: Oh,
2: which I love Thunder Rosa, I think she's the best, she's very cool. Um, current AEW women's champion, who is not AEW champion yet, but should be, it is Eddie Kingston.
0: Hey,
2: yes, my guy who is just amazing, like he's one of the weirdest guys, but he's so cool. (laughs) Um, New Orleans is, is his own. Ricky Starks.
1: Okay. And his little so,
2: brother. Yeah, that's right. Starks, though. No, it's got yeah. And possibly the best figure of this line. I skipped Brian Cage because uh we've got powerhouse Hobbs.
1: Oh, I
2: haven't seen the powerhouse Hobbs. <laughs> yeah, it's so yeah. cool, dude. Okay, it's I'm so, have so, so cool. There. Yes. <laughs> and at Target. They had, it's over now, but for the 4th of July, they had a sale. And all of those figures were $9 a piece. Nice.
1: Oh yeah. I it but I didn't buy that. I should have bought that Nyla
2: Rose. And myself. Oh yeah. I've got a Nyla. Yeah. Nyla's cool too.
0: Very nice Hunter camp.
2: Yes. But that's all it. right.
0: Let's get into our Thor retrospective boys. Thor. Starting with the very first Thor film. We got to go all the way back boys. 11 years to 2011. Mm -hmm. And did you know Sam Raimi himself, the director of Multiverse of Madness and the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man films, first developed the concept of a film adaptation based on Thor in 1991. Oh, is that the one we're going back to? Can you believe it? (laughs) But this was actually...
1: only because like, around the same time that was going on, that was a big hullabaloo, like, ooh, James Cameron might direct the Spider-Man
2: film. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And I was, man, back then, I was hoping against hope for John Cusack to Peter Parker slash Spider-Man.
2: Oh, dang. At the time, that actually could work.
1: Yeah, It's weird yeah. to think about it now, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah but, like, like, in my mind, I was like, it's gotta be John Cusack, man. Like, <laughs> that's the guy. Damn. But, uh... Yeah, man, it's crazy, man. You, you know, because, like, I think one of the main reasons I keep, well, not the only reason, one of the main reasons I kind of keep watching a lot of MCU stuff is just like, yeah, it doesn't always come out the way I want it to, but, but then I think of, like, all the crappy stuff that I sat through as a Marvel zombie, like, you know, Return of the Incredible Hulk, Eric is Death Thor, <laughs> who, like, yes. lived in Donald Blake's him with like some barbarian genie yeah i
2: was i was gonna bring that up um i was gonna bring it up in a more like i guess like um lighter way Mm -hmm. uh i i actually was like i liked them um in a way that was more like it wasn't because i didn't watch them when they came out i watched them when like the incredible hulk movie came out like the first one because yeah. they did oh. those re-releases on DVD. Uh, and I, I watched was like, them
1: suckers in real time. Yeah. Like, and live broadcasts.
2: I, I can see, like, I, I think that's why we're probably going to have different, pro- like, like perspectives on those. Just because, like, I thought that they were, like, charming in their not goodness. Yeah. yeah. yeah and yeah, as I opposed mean, to, yeah.
1: They had a charm to them, but I'm just saying, like, when you look back, you'd be like, wow. Yeah. Oh, that's the best we could do
2: it, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right, right. Not bad.
0: I had those on VHS. I think they released a a movie where they combined the two. Mm -hmm. Um, But those were actually favorites of mine because back then it was a drought for superhero stuff. It was like I was taking anything I could get for live action stuff. But this movie was actually, if you can believe it, this was way back when the MCU was very new. This was the fourth film in the MCU. Mm And I was I was kind of hesitant when this first Thor movie came out. When it was announced, you know, it was supposed to come out in 2010, and then it got pushed back. What did you guys think about the first Thor? Let's start off Mr. Marcus Seabury. What did you think about the first Thor movie?
1: Got yeah, to be honest, I kind of liked it more than Captain America, the first Avenger. I know people are going to cry foul. like, dude, I don't know. The 40s, which I loved when I watched, like, The Rocketeer, the movie theater, when I was like 14, 15, and lost this lucky for me in the 30s. I was like, Will you freeze this guy already? (laughs) But then, uh, but I mean, it was cool. And then this one came, and like, you know, by this point, we had all knew, like, oh, so this setting up the Avengers initiative. And I dug it, man. I felt like Chris Hemsworth did his thing. Tom Hiddleston, you know. Green. The
0: cast is fantastic. Oh, the and cast is great. From Anthony Hopkins to Rene Russo, Idris yes. Elba, Kat Dennings, like you said, Tom Hiddleston, Natalie Portman.
2: Yeah, we love Natalie Portman.
0: So all of these people coming together, and this was like our first introduction to Chris Hemsworth as a as a star, as a leading role, because we saw him in the 2009 J.J. Abrams um, Star Trek as Kirk's dad, but this was his first like full-on action star and obviously this is what made him famous um
2: so hunter camp yes what do you think about the first thor so are we doing a thing where we're saying like what was going on when we when we watched this or saying like what, i want to okay. know
0: your experience in the theater and yeah. your life and your thoughts on the movie
2: so there, there's a few things right so like the first thor movie is like a big deal for me because like um i didn't i didn't see iron man in the theater Ooh. right um because it was coming out right when i like right when i graduated college and like it was the same weekend i just didn't get around to it oh wow um was it it wasn't iron man it must have been captain america then when mjolnir was at like the post credit scene
0: oh i'm sorry you know what these came out months within each other so yeah. thor was first i'm sorry and then captain america came out I so the, yeah the iron man or i'm sorry the um thor's hammer was at the end of the previous
2: movie which was which would have been iron man or iron man 2
0: i think it was Iron Man two... two
2: okay yeah so this was around the time that i super got into comics right um as an as an adult like this was around that time um two like two, two or three i don't know where we are now um, I was also getting into North mis- Norse mythology. Like I'm a black metal fan, like I'm a Norwegian like music fan. So like a lot of stuff that shows up in like Norse music is inspired by um, is inspired by, you know, the Norse mythology. Um, so I have some recollection and some, uh, some understanding of like the overall mythology of it. Um, so it was cool to kind of get into this. And so the kind of like metal looking guy, that is a superhero. I was like, okay, this, it's pretty cool, you know. Um, so I started to get into Thor in general around that time. and started to read like older Thor, com- Thor comics and everything. Mm. And then the movie was coming out, of course. So like, I even got like one of the like the plastic Mjolnirs. um <laughs> Like I had that for a while. It was the one and like just like kept hitting people with it and like throwing it. It was just like um, so that was a that was a big thing for me. So I was really really into this movie then I saw it, and I was like, okay, this is pretty good, uh, because we hadn't really gotten the MCU formula for, mm-hmm. like, an origin story yet. Right. Like, we had Iron Man and Iron Man 2, so we weren't going to get the origin story in Iron Man 2. And then Iron Man's origin is a little bit different, because the I Am Iron Man thing happened at the end of the first one, right? Um, So, this was a breath of fresh air. This was like this... The, the way that you like i kind of look at gods and and like norse mythology gods and greek gods and all that stuff i kind of look them at them as aliens right like and so um this is essentially like an alien that has landed on earth and like what's he doing and it was funny um the action was good but we kind of got to know the characters and it was more like how they all interact with each other within like uh you know within this like weird time space so the uh the drinking in the in the restaurant or the diner and throwing it down like more it was so funny it was hilarious um so all of that was really good and really i think set the right tone uh for thor kind of like taking a lighter hearted take on norse mythology and applying it to uh to like a filmed version so i think we got like a combination of comics thor and then the idea the concept of you know like as guardians in general, so I thought it was really cool.
0: Yeah, and Seabury, as the long-standing Marvel expert on our show, what was the the what was your Thor comics experience growing up?
1: It was kind of middle man. Like I used to be a cheapo when I was little, and I'd be like, "Oh, Thor's is the Avengers. about will Avengers. I get yes. plus other heroes." Yes. Um, uh, now my cousin let. Like, my cousin Eugene Anderson II, shout out to him, that's the guy who, like, shamed me and uh, my early, like, abandoned in my early D.C. love and going full on into <laughs> Marvel. He had some, tour, like, he had some Simonson Thor, mm. like like, you know, he was fighting, like, the world surfing, and, yeah. and you know, Thor got messed up, had to wear the armor, you know, you see, like, the little hijinks between, like, the Warriors three and, like, you know, Ballstag the enormous, and his wife, and all their kids, so, like, Honestly, I just didn't buy a whole lot of Thor. Like, Thor was another one of them guys. Like, I would tend to get Thor issues in that little assorted pack of comics I would get around Christmas from the series, which book, Thor, Silver Surfer, Punisher, Gardens of the Galaxy, Sleepwalkers. Like, if I got that issue, I probably got like a little assorted pack. Hmm. Like, ah, here's a Thor. But like, I would kind of, I guess slightly abreast of what was going on in Avengers now. I do remember buying the Thor disassembled issues in two thousand four. Like that shut Thor down for a minute. Like you know cool. Thor Thor wasn't in comics, I guess they kinda had like a Ragnarok or something. Like Yeah. That's
0: who's that that in thing. Civil War.
1: Thor Robot Ragnarok who uh killed Black Alive Still mad at Marvel. I'm like, I'm like, all like, oh, the deck of, uh non-PoC, C-list and D-list character. No nah, let's kill the black one. I was just like, I was just like, yeah, come on, man, you're breaking my heart here. Who was writing it? Like when Asgard was in Oklahoma and all that. But I read I, a little bit of it. I, I think I read the issue where Thor whooped on a Iron Man. That was my knowledge. Like I said, I was never super heavy, but you know, I have a. You know, I've gone back and bought a few things. Like, you know, there's been some... I think they collected, like, a lot of Thor core stories in the book. Mm-hmm. It was, like, Eric Metz and Beta Ray Bills on future Thor. And also, uh, doing that Secret Wars crossover, there was, like, a Thor book where all the Thors were kind of like cops. So I thought that was interesting. Um,
0: yeah. I looked it up, Seabury. It was J. Michael Straczynski, who also has a story credit on this movie, on the first Thor movie. GMS has a uh, story writing credit.
1: That's but, who I thought it was, but I was like doubting myself. And, uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't know why. But yeah, man, like, you know, so the boy just been some kind of aware of here you know, when he shows up and other stuff, but I never just been really, really heavy on buying single issues. But uh, yeah, like I said, you know, I love to the character uh I don't know. I kind of missed like '80s, '90s Thor though. Cause to use one of the young kids' phrases, he was so OP, man. Like, like <laughs> man, vintage store in the black yeah. with the with like the light blue dots and all that, and, and he just like, all right, I'm gonna hit you. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna strike you with lightning. If needed, he could like open up dimensional portals. Like, like man, vintage store was just like I'm tempted to buy the Ragnarok figure, open it, which I rarely do, and just put on the Thor face because I'm like, He's so cool. That is the Thor of my childhood. Hmm. He was he was a god. He was all powerful. and He didn't take crap. You know they have they have depowered him.
0: Yeah, well, and like, that's what was kind of cool about this movie was they took away his powers. They sent him to Earth, and then he has to kind of show his not his mm-hmm. humanity but kind of why he's a hero you know why he's worthy to yeah. to use the hammer so that's what actually was kind of great about this as an origin story
2: and that's something that happens in the, like because i like something that i want to talk about in a future su- future episode like that's a part of the simonson run too and that's something that like happens in norse mythology you know um so it's cool to kind of see that play out on a big screen
0: Yeah. And then this was also our introduction to Loki, as Seabury mentioned before, Tom Hiddleston. And I think he just kind of stole the show for me. Like when I came out of the movie, it was Loki was the one I was thinking about and I was talking about. And that even, you know, all the way till, till now with the Loki show, it's like his this representation of that character has stuck with us and stuck around and has become one of the most popular parts of the MCU Mm-hmm. So definitely Tom Hiddleston's performance, like I said, kind of stole the show for me. But yeah, like like we talked about, all of the cast was great. Everybody is doing their thing. Kenneth Branagh, Seabury, yeah. Yeah. is the director of this film. And that was also something that was kind of surprising to Dude, everybody.
1: that felt like, I don't know. I just felt the gravitas of, like, Kenneth Branagh, yeah. the director. <laughs> like, like, they're not playing around, man. You know they put out the big gun. You know a guy who's acting, directing Shakespearean projects. So, like which
0: is perfect for Thor. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. I just felt it. like I like I was like I was like okay I'm okay. I feel like you know this should be taken seriously. Like this isn't like a flash in the pan. film. you know you got Kendall Branagh, and right.
2: and not not just that, but I mean like Sir Anthony Hopkins also as Odin.
1: Yeah.
2: I thought that was a great casting. Oh, um, 100% too.
0: Yeah. And besides, I'll say the blonde eyebrows. I didn't think too much missed in this movie. That was the the big miss for me was the blonde eyebrows. I don't know, I don't know what Marvel was thinking uh when they when they did that one, but I think overall it was well received, you know, it made about 500 million at the box office off of a $150 million budget. So it was it was a success, I will say, for the first Thor movie. Also introduced Hawkeye to this. Yeah. And like we said, it was just kind of leading up to the Avengers. After this was Captain America, the first uh, Captain America movie. And then we had everybody coming together with the Avengers. So I think, is it safe to say that our expectations were raised for Thor, the Dark World, Thor 2? I'd say so. <laughs> Go. Yeah,
1: they were. Cause I was like, <laughs> they did it. They pulled it off. And then, yeah. Then I was like, ooh, Avengers, and like, I don't know. I felt like Chris Hemsworth had found himself a little more story, in the Avengers, and he was kind of finding more of the lighter side of Thor, like thinking something about you know Loki. Like, wait, well, you no, know, he, he's a doctor. You know, we're not really related, right? <laughs> you know, moments like those. So. So, yeah, at this point, I was feeling good. I probably didn't feel good once I found out Kenneth Ronald was not coming back for Thor to the Dark World. That probably took a, took a little bit of the wind out of myself. Yeah. I like,
0: yeah. So, we bring in Alan Taylor to direct Thor the Dark World, which came out in 2013. I can't believe it. That's actually the year that I met my wife. Um, but I did not see this movie. With her, I don't think I'm trying to think because I have very little memories of Thor the Dark World. I have tried to yeah. repress a lot of the memories, of yeah. Thor the Dark World,
2: yeah. Besides
0: it's... the Incredible Hulk, this is my least favorite MC,
2: yeah, movie. 100%. It, um, if I remember correctly, they did reshoots for it too, right? Like extensive that sounds, reshoots, that sounds about right, yeah. And I, I think whenever I heard that, I was like, uh, we'll see, yeah, we'll see. although
0: that's not always a bad thing, but. There's certain times where, it, you know, if it, they're yeah, the entire, you know, what they had the, on paper.
2: It was the era when, like, everything that was going back for reshoots was not good. Like, there was, like, a time period for, like, a couple of years where, like, reshoots meant this movie was going to be bad and may not ever come out.
0: Apparently, Alan Taylor wanted the film to be more grounded than Thor.
2: Uh, uh, yeah, that makes sense.
0: Inspired by his work on Game of Thrones. And this one also saw Natalie Portman returning... Anthony Hopkins, Idris Elba. A lot of the core guys came back, Cat Dennings. Uh, but Shazam himself replaced uh, one of the Warriors three, Zachary Levi. Um, oh, yeah, he
1: played Sandro the Dash. <laughs> yeah, Sandro was always like the like the smooth playboy, you know, like in the comics. Hogan the Grim, which is like his name said, Grim. like, yo, you know, i here, somebody's gonna get hurt, somebody's gonna probably die. I remember like dialogue between them in the comics sometimes, was, like they were fighting somebody and like hoping the grills was coming to the uh, fans on, on like some move, like, well met dashing, Fandrew. He's like, there's nothing dashing about <laughs> that battle. Hold you. I fear will make me grim as deed. You know, and Balstag was like, the old Watch dude, kind of like Watch Family Man guy in the uh comics. But yeah, man, like, I I wanted it to be good. I think it, like, took me a little while. Like, I don't think I saw this opening weekend. I might have been busy acting in something or something. And I remember Johnny uh, X. Like, yeah, I saw you. Like, man. <laughs> and I was like, oh, well, that makes me sad. But I'm a I'm a Marvel guy. I've seen every MCU film at this point. As a matter of fact, I'm going to throw it out there. I think there's only like two Marvel movies that I haven't watched. One is is the uh the Man Thing movie that came on sci-fi and like New Mutants. Like, and <laughs> to my recollection, I think I've seen everything else Marvel. Like, like Morbius, uh, like, <laughs> I can't untie Morbius.
0: <laughs> Seabury uh, reviewed Morbius for Sundry.
1: Oh, oh, yeah, I
2: did. <laughs> and, I it was,
1: and spoiler alert, it was not a favorable
2: review. I, oh. uh I kept joking about wanting to see Morbius and, like, part of me kind of does want to see it, but I still haven't seen it. Like, I am I was just, I was joking, like, yeah, I'm going this, the the second release of it. I'm definitely doing that. I'm like, (laughs) hey, and, like, I'll be in group chats and, like, everybody, hey, guys, it's Morbius time. (laughs) Let's do this. And, like, send each other, like, news of it. It's like, yeah, let's go. And then they're like, dude, I hate you so much. Hunter, do not risk any potential
1: (laughs) coveting to, to see, of course, it, right? Yeah, see no, it I'm in not, gonna, I, yeah, I'm, <laughs> no,
2: I'm probably not gonna watch it at all. Like, I'm probably never gonna watch it, but it's just a joke at this point, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, but like I said, man, in my heart, I wanted it to be good, in my heart, I wanted to like this. One. I don't know, it just felt like it went off the rails quick.
0: The villain was the dark elf Malekeith and yeah. Christopher <laughs> Eccleston was cast. I thought, you know, he's a great actor. He would bring some to the role, but the villain just ends up being generic. And the only thing that was interesting to me was kind of the more of the Thor-Loki relationship, the brother-sibling rivalry. They kind of team up in this movie. And Natalie Portman was kind of like given nothing to do in this one. Kind of like I thought in episode two, attack of the clones where they kind of just, all right, she's barefoot and pregnant in the kitchen. Get her out of here. Um, (laughs) Oh,
2: wow. Yeah. I mean, they did do that. They did (laughs) do that in attack of the clones.
0: Um, But this one, it just, like I said, I, I probably have seen this one the least out of all the MCU films and just very little resonates about it. And this one then lowered my expectations.
2: Well, so like I would like to put my parts in for this one um this is going to be really interesting because like a Thor was the like the first Thor movie was my favorite out of the early MCU stuff like over Iron a, with, Man yeah over Iron Man oh dang. yeah I I, I I it resonated with me more I enjoyed it a lot more um as a just a fan of all of it right and like I became a, like a real Thor fan after that first movie came out And, like, went into the Simonson run, uh, did that, um, have kept waiting for Beta Ray Bill uh, since then. But, um, when this movie came out, I'm going to tell you quite honestly, I I have literally no recollection of this movie whatsoever. Like, I don't remember if I saw it in the theaters or not. I know I was seeing the Marvel movies in the theaters when they came out, but I don't know if I saw this movie in the theaters. I have tried to watch this movie at least eight times, and I have fallen asleep every single time. Like, there's no there's no hope for me in yeah. The Dark Yeah, world. like,
1: it took me a minute to see it, which was uncharacteristic yeah. for me.
2: Because, yeah. like, I'm
1: the fool that saw adventures like, Day two, maybe that Saturday. Yeah. Even though I was living with my brother and he had the bootleg and I came in on like my brother's girlfriend, now wife, watching it, and I had to excuse myself and be like, "No, No,
2: I will watch this. I will pay for this movie. Yes, you're better
1: than this. But like, I will pay man. Disney. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, basically. But I was just like, ah, oh, dude. It just didn't work yeah like my favorite part was probably like so you know loki had kind of been front like he was all well put together in the prison then and, you know basically when thor says cut the crap, and then he lets the spell go and we see loki's all disheveled and crazy over the i guess the death of their mom right yes correct yeah, yeah. renee russo's character man. which Yo. they
0: revisited in um i think it was endgame yeah, it was yeah. Endgame, yeah, where yeah. They, they went back in time and, and they fixed they that period.
1: Also, shout out to Rene Russo, man. I loved her in uh, Lethal Weapon 3 and 4, but particularly 3, like, I saw 3 theatrically with my mom back in 92. And if I remember correctly, on that day, we saw Boomerang, Ooh. went to eat, like McDonald's or something, then came back and watched uh, The the Weapon 3. So that was like a nice day with my mom. Uh, who's still living? I was just like, wait a minute. Like you hear. <laughs> she's still living. She's still kicking. But that was just like a nice little day during my hospital with my mom. So I just like, you know, I got love for Rene Russo. Um, I don't know. I keep trying to pinpoint the spot where it went to prep for me and it's like is there a spot like it's was it cool, ever man. on track like <laughs> it's all bad man so yeah
0: you know uh, what hunter was talking about with the the reshoots i'm trying to look through the um uh, information online but it's saying that the director alan taylor retrospectively Expressed dissatisfaction with the film, stating that Marvel substantially altered it from its original version or vision during post production. So he's been, he's like, All right, Marvel came in and re edited and changed my vision of the movie. I don't know how much of that is true, but well,
2: now won't the Taylor cut. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> so, but they all say that though, yeah, that's true. Because, yeah, but like, what was-
1: there's some people though, like, because, like, you know. Snyder cut, yeah, you say it's long, but like I liked it more than what I saw in the movie theater, mm-hmm. and like I remember just to be insisted that I watched the director's cut of the uh, Daredevil. Movie. Yes, yes, and I was like, "Why on earth did this not go to the theater? <laughs> this makes more sense." But
2: like. It made more sense, but it
0: still wasn't good. I think it's good. I love the director's cut of Daredevil. Yeah, me um, too. I
1: think it's good, but like, I'm just saying, it's not Alien or Uncommon, mm-hmm. right? Or, Even you know, David Ayer was
0: like, uh, "Give me, I Suicide Squad was not what I wanted it to be, so let me recut it. Let give sure. us
2: the Ayer cut." Sure, <laughs> sure. Okay, here's the thing. I've seen a lot of directors cuts and producers cuts and all that. Right. Um, I have yet to see a movie that is bad and then see the director's cut and not sometimes it's better, but like, bro, you took six hours, you know, for, <laughs> for a movie that's like 90 minutes. So yeah, of course it's better. You flesh this out more. Good job. You spent forever on it. That doesn't make it good though. Like it can make sense. Cause that was my thing with Darede- with Daredevil. um, I still didn't like the the director's cut. Um, yeah, it was better than than the the theatrical release, but was it good? I didn't think so. Like, and but even then, like if if there's not something to like in the main release, and I don't know if this movie has anything in it for for I don't I don't know if Dark World has anything to like about it in the main release because I don't remember it at all. Like, <laughs> there's no recollection of this movie. Well, Natalie Portman they,
0: gets. Like she gets the ether inside her, and then she's like a zombie and she's walking around. And
2: that sounds so good. Let me tell you. <laughs> um, but then, like, so even when I saw Endgame, I was like, what's this about as much? Oh, wow. <laughs> like, I was like, I have no memory of this. I'm surprised you didn't go back and rewatch it. It's on Disney Plus. I've tried. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I've tr- I, t- I said this, like, I've tried to watch it like eight times, and I fall asleep every single time. Dang. There's no hope for me in this movie. I'm going to watch it tonight to go to sleep because it's not good. <laughs>
1: You know, every time y'all say Natalie Portman, I keep thinking of uh, Adam Sandler when he did this song on We Up, you, know, you know, SNL. He was telling okay, all yeah. the people that were like Jewish and celebrating Hanukkah. Yep. Like Natalie Portman. <laughs> she <Yeah>. celebrating Hanukkah.
0: <laughs> and this one, the screenplay was by Christopher Yost and Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely. These are all names that we've heard on other projects. Boys, but they were not able to save Thor The Dark World. So, like I said, this one lowered my expectations. For the next film, we had to wait four years until 2017 to get Thor Ragnarok directed by Taika Waititi. Yes. So, obviously, if you didn't know, this is my favorite of the Thor movies and one of my favorite MCU movies of all time the the best thing about this movie is that it completely changed the way you look at the character and every performance he's done since Ragnarok has been just kind of way more comedic way more um, just kind of the the lovable oaf like you you know he's he's got a big heart, but maybe not the brightest one up yeah. there. And just Taika Waititi's comedy is what, for this, me, just yeah. seals the deal. This is like a, a fantastic movie from start to finish. Seabury, what would you think about Thor Ragnarok?
1: And I was so from the first trailer. I know him. He's a friend from work. <laughs> I, was like, I, was like, well I still played. say sure. that to this day. <laughs> yeah, like you know, for some kind of copyright legal blah 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 mumbo jumbo, we won't get another solo Incredible hook. So I was like, all right, Thor Hook, action comedy hours or whatever. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So I was, I was all for it, man. And I was like, I guess this is the closest we're gonna get to World War hook, So mm-hmm. you know, yeah, because again. Contracts, legal, blah, 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 red tape, muckety muck. It was fun. It was, you know, kind of a brother fresh air. Because, like, although I do love the MTU, there is an air of seriousness kind of about the project as a whole. Sometimes, I mean, yes, there's comedy, but you know, sometimes it could get like a bit too serious. And it was like, yo. This is just Thor and Banner, kind of out. Mm-hmm. growing out, mm-hmm. Growing out, getting some you know some good adventures. Tessa Thompson's in it as you know Valkyrie.
0: Yeah, this was her I, introduction.
1: I, yeah, I've been a fan of her since her days on Veronica Mars. Um, freaking Jeff Goldblum! <laughs> oh yeah, man, yeah. man, man by Jeff Goldblum, love, love like literally goes back to when I was in single digits watching reruns of 10-speed and brown shit. Ooh. Do your Googles on that one. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll uh, have to do the Google. Do the Google. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, like, he's just so weird and cool. It and just, and I mean... Is he Jeff Goldblum and everything? Yeah, yes. know, but at this point, it's like. <laughs> but that's what we want. Yeah. You you literally took <laughs> the word to tell him about. Like, that's what we want. You want him to go bloom it up. <laughs> and he did, man. Like, and Loki's a jerk to Thor, but it, I don't know, it doesn't seem as. Evil, like you know, he's still a jerk, but it doesn't seem just super malicious. Just like, oh, well, yeah, look, he's a dude. Yeah, but you know, that's another obstacle for Thor to overcome. But like, and that's, boy, that's
2: yeah. what we love in.
1: Yeah, now, who is it? My buddy Michael Chuning of Out Toy Collectors, he tends to not like a lot of things that people love that are super mainstream. He said his biggest gripe was that he said Ragnarok lasted like five minutes.
2: And it could have like, been longer, huh? I mean, it could it could have been longer. It was all right.
1: What well, I mean, like the actual Ragnarok. In the oh, you yeah, go. Like, yeah, yeah. he's like that was like five minutes, man. So <laughs> I guess you know, trying to be fair, I will throw out that gripe. But I'm like, man, I didn't care. I had that. I had freaking. Urban? Yeah, would he, just call urban i always start him like the the, the what?
2: it's it's oh. scourge yeah it's scourge. scourge
1: thank you thank you thank
2: you Yeah, of, They you take the internet
1: because <laughs> i always just call him the uh execution because like a lot of times in the comments it was just like as guardian institution then later on i was like oh he has a well i guess as guardian government name <laughs> scourge you know I dug that like man, all the all the casting was brilliant. Like everybody like worked and did their thing, you know, like like the young kids say uh, they understood the assignment.
2: They did understand the assignment.
1: <laughs> and it just it just worked so well for me. Now I know it was a bit of a course change. A lot of people Feel, you know some people feel it was a bit too silly you know for the time.
2: but i'm like man i like well so here's the thing right so uh a first of all we have not mentioned cord yet and i feel like that <laughs> is without when like i got back into like going to see movies like so it was like spider-man and uh guardians which got me back into like a movie theater Uh, so I didn't see this until like the following year I think Um, it may have been even 2019 because like it had been it was either 2018 or 2019 I don't really remember Uh, probably 2018 so I didn't see it until like it came on Netflix and then I watched it on Netflix and I was like oh this is this is great and I had so much fun with it and like that became one of my go-tos so like from that set of like Marvel movies, also like Thor Ragnarok is my favorite there. But I mean, like, there's not much else that I can say other that you guys did not say, other than Korg, of course.
0: Yeah, also um, voiced by Taika Waititi.
2: Yes, oh, the rock, yeah, the Korg, rock guy, Korg, 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 yeah, yeah. Korg
1: the no, rock man. No, but like, we need to talk about the protagonists, though. The that hella is, 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 is hella
0: right. Fantastic. Smash Mjolnir. Crashes Mjolnir. Yeah. The epitome of a great villain to me is you're terrified by her, but also intrigued by her. And Turned on by you, her. You want to see more of her. Like she's
2: there's, some, yeah, there's electricity yeah, about her when she
0: comes on the screen.
2: <laughs> yeah, there is.
0: I really enjoyed her version of Hella. Um, Yeah, you did. Who I was not as familiar with in the comics. But it was Uh, funny when they kind of tossed aside the Infinity Gauntlet. Uh, Look at this crap. Like, fake. She pushes it aside. (laughs) Fake. Yeah.
1: There's a storyline in the first run of New Mutants. where uh, Now, at at this point, the New Mutants have been to Asgard a few times paddling around with the X-Men and Mirage, uh Danielle Moonstar was made of Valkyrie. Yellow does something and all of Valkyrie start going screwy and Mirage goes screwy too and she comes and somehow they get in Asgard. She's all evil and uh and it turns out the whole plot was they were trying to kill Odin while he was in one of his Odin sleeps. That was kinda of like my first real like impression of Hella in the comics. Um, so it was in a new mutants book where they were in Asgard, uh, you know, of all things. I don't know, like, visually, Hella just looked cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's just, she's like a bad chick, man. Like, you know. Yeah, she is.
0: Like I said, I, I think she was a perfect villain for this one. And the stripping down of Thor throughout the movie I thought was a, a really great kind of plot device by Taika and bringing the character down. Cause you know, every movie it's like, they have to, there has to be a, a Valley before there can be a peak, right? Like there has to be something that takes the hero back. And that first one we saw, he was depowered. Um, I don't even remember what happened in the second one guys. So Who knows? I, I can't <laughs> tell you that one, but in this one, losing Mjolnir, losing an eye, you know, getting stranded, and then finally losing Asgard at the end, but Asgard is a people and not a place or whatever they say. Um, All of those things, I thought, made it different than previous movies and also were a great journey for the hero to go through. So it just, on a fundamental level, is better than the other movies that we've seen yeah. previously.
2: And I, you know, I think that that goes into it, you know, the director for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think this is one of the best period and for, like, un- like, obje- like objectively the best or like, because like the quality that's put into it, um, the storytelling, like, it's not just that I prefer it more. Like, this is legitimately like one of the actual better movies. Is mm-hmm. it my favorite? It might be um but it's not just because like I find value in it and it's it, it uses humor but not in the the boring way that I think because I know you said like Marcus said that like th- these can be like overly serious a lot of times like I feel like a lot of criticism that comes to Marvel movies is that they're like the humor almost comes in on the exact same beats every time so like when they'll be in a serious like situation it'll they'll say like one person will say some silly quip and it's like okay and it's like oh everybody laugh now we're lighthearted again and this one was just uh, it was lethal weapon you know like it was a good time with some good like with good stuff at stakes uh it's a buddy cop movie but it's great also do you, this is this may be another like a question for another uh for another episode but when we talk about thor ragnarok and we talk about how like hulk was in this do we really think because i i I don't um think that like not just because of contractual issues or whatever like i don't think the hulk as a character works as a solo character in a movie i just don't think it works um i think the comics work i think you did a show that would work in a supporting role Or if he's in a tag team, I think that those work. But I don't think that just a big green monster, no matter how good the movie is written or whatever, like I just don't think it would work. I
1: don't know, man. Cause like the series worked to me when I was a young, and and, like I just.
2: But that was like Luke Regno being awesome, you know.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Like, and here's the thing. Cause I always tend to be like, right, this point where I the movie was irredeemable. Like, even in spite of like the overly poetic slow motion jumps across the sand dunes and Ang Lee's hook,
2: yeah.
1: I feel like the point when he de hook hug Betty, like you give me about two or three more little scenes or wrap up. I was like, this might still be like slightly more than me. But then they were like, hey, let's do a whole other villain battle. And I was like, see. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so like, I feel um Lee was close to getting it. Uh, now that now the one with Ed Norton, I mean, it was just kind of fine. I was like, oh, all right. Yeah. That was the movie. Um <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean you might be on some. I mean, I keep, I keep wanting it. Maybe it's,
2: and that's that's what I'm saying. Making- like, I, I just don't think it works as a, as a movie. Like as a show, I feel like you know anything that's gonna be serialized would work, but like a movie, it just doesn't. Like, what am I supposed to be rooting for? Like the big giant guy? And it's like if you come up with, uh, like a villain for that movie but it, it's not like, what are you supposed to do against the Hulk? You know what I mean? Like well, in, in a two hour time period, that's not like a galactic, like world ending thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just not, it's just, you, you don't buy it.
0: Well, I was going to say they can do different versions of the Hulk where either he has intelligence or he's somebody that you want to be, like you said, who are you rooting for? Yeah, if it's somebody that the character is something that you are like you, you can see yourself being that character sure. or you can put yourself in that role. We haven't seen a lot of the intelligent Hulk. Yeah, like, and so yeah, I think we there's there's room there for some time. But I don't want to say that it's the character. I want to say there just hasn't been a good story yet for a hulk i think there is one but i i'm not a writer so i couldn't write it but i think i i don't want to say it's there's never going to be a good hulk story but i don't know if we will ever see it in her lifetimes
2: yeah so that's what i'm saying like i'm not saying that you can't tell one i'm not saying that's an impossible task um and we got hints of gray hulk like intelligent hulk at the end of like in game part two um but like what I'm saying is what's the challenge you know like unless it's a galactic world ending villain like which you kind of want the whole team for um the Hulk's gonna beat up anybody so that's where I say like it can work because you can serialize it more and you can pace it better as a show um or a comic because that works right but if you do let's say hypothetically you like the Red Hulk comes in and that's your story for the movie like You don't have enough time to make that like, okay, well, like this giant villain that's coming in here that has Hulk powers, like, what do we do about that? You have to immediately like get in there and be like, Okay, we got a we got a red Hulk. Let's fight have these two fight each other. You know what I mean? And that's your movie.
0: Well, it could even be the battle's gonna be too small. It could even be I mean, we saw it in this movie a little bit, but it could even be the planet Hulk storyline where he gets on a planet where everyone is the same power level as him, and so when you're all equal, it's kind of like, "Oh, now he's kind of like a human, and he's back to being normal. Um, but I don't know if we'll see a, a live action planet Hulk movie
2: yeah. and I just think that like another character balances him out, so that's why like if we do get a Hulk movie, I would expect it would to be like with another Avenger.
1: Mm-hmm. Now,
2: I would like to see, even though like the The Avengers game was not very good, um like Miss Marvel with the Hulk would be really interesting. But good. we're talking
1: where,
2: about
1: too much of the Hulk. <laughs> yeah. Yo, uh, if we can bring it back, to Thor. I really like the premise at the end of this movie where it was Thor and the surviving Asgardian on the ship. Yeah, man, I could have watched the whole movie of that. I could have read a comic series about, like, I don't know, you call the ship the Asgard or something like <laughs> that, or. And just like these are the voyages of the survivors of Asgard. I was like, I was like, I was like, yeah, this is great. But then Thanos showed up and I was like, oh, end of that fantasy.
2: (laughs) Yes. So what do we expect out of this movie? Like this one that's coming up. What do we what do we want?
0: Well, there's two things. Number one, again, my expectations have been raised because of Thor Ragnarok. Taika Waititi is coming back to direct, so I'm I have the same level of excitement as I did for Ragnarok. Number two, the storylines that they're pulling for this by Jason Aaron are two of my favorite comics of all time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With Gore the God Butcher and Jane Foster, Mighty Thor. So I'm in my I I don't want to put any. I've read some reviews. I haven't been spoiled on anything, but. What I want going into it is a really good Jane Foster story and a really good Gore story. Those are those are the things I want
2: out of it. To me, like I, I don't, I don't know what to expect out of this movie as far as like anything specific. Um, I expect a good time, um, and I expect it to feel like Ragnarok and Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, that's what I expected.
0: Yeah, and that's what I was expecting from when he went off with the Guardians. I thought we were going to get a movie of them together. I thought that's what this was. Yeah, that's what originally, when when I was first hearing rumors about it, that's what I thought it was going to be.
2: So that's not what this is.
0: No, not. Ah. Yeah, Taika has a writing credit on this one. He did not have one on Ragnarok, so he's going to be directing and writing this one. So it should be more of his stamp on it. Theoretically. How about Seabury? What you what you expect?
1: Man. Christian Bale's a nutcase and he's yeah, bouts. Both things are
2: true. <laughs> so, yeah, I do love Christian Bale so much.
1: So, you know, I feel like you know, I want to see him get busy as go to the butcher. Um, you know, I like the witty venture between um Natalie Portman, and, uh, and Tessa Thompson.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I just, and is it Russell Crowe in this too?
0: Yes, he's playing Zeus.
1: Yeah, so like. Zeus? Yeah. Sorry. So again, it's like a solid cast, and, you know, it seems like it's going to be a good time, man. Like, you know. I'm ready for it, man. I'm ready to see. Well, also you know.
0: bringing back Natalie Portman cuz she wasn't in Ragnarok. And for a right. long time, yeah. I thought yeah. she was trying to distance herself from the MCU. That's why I was kind of surprised when she showed up on the red carpet of Avengers. I think it was Endgame cuz that was the one yeah where they went back to the dark world. So I was like, "Oh, maybe she doesn't hate Marvel." And then they announced she was going to be in and you know, she came out at Comic-Con with Mjolnir. So her coming back i really want a good love story between those two cuz that's another thing that i don't know if we've seen too much of in the mcu besides like cap and peggy that's the one that kind of stands out to me cuz even tony and pepper doesn't you know it's not a great love story to me so i'd like to see him and jane have some connection in this movie
1: yeah but like is back though
0: We, who she had a great scene in Loki. This is where
2: we get interesting.
0: A love triangle.
2: Oh, but I do really, I, I, I'm looking forward to, uh, Jane Foster. And what the
0: the vibe, I don't know, Hunter camp, if you've noticed this, the vibe of the movie is supposed to be like an eighties, like they have some eighties music in the trailer. It's like a eighties rock. That's, that's the vibe okay. that I'm getting.
2: So let's, 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 let's get some things out of the way. Um, you hate I feel 80s like you, rock. No, I don't I actually enjoy it. <laughs> um, but I feel like we need to get some things out of the way. Okay. So I think Trent is almost trying to like, just, just mess with me a little bit because he knows how bad I am at paying attention to like movies and stuff. And how I didn't even know that the movie was coming out this weekend, because (laughs) I'm very terrible at paying attention to anything. Okay, so that's just to clarify that. So he knows that I have no idea how they're promoting this movie. And if it wasn't clear either by the fact that I was like, this is a Guardians movie, right? Basically. Like, <laughs> and then you'd be like, no, that's not what's happening. <laughs> and so to me, it's like, well, I feel like you know that you're not, I feel you know that that, that I don't know what
0: this Imagine you going into the theater thinking it's going to be a Guardians movie, Hunter Camp, and then they immediately leave in the first five minutes.
2: Yeah. Is it going to be good, though? I hope so. That's what I'm saying. So as long as it's good, apparently they I filmed, wouldn't be upset.
0: They, those actors filmed this and the the next guardians movie back to back like all at the yeah. same time they so were all together and the guardians roller coaster that's at disney world now they they filmed all that stuff back to back it, and there's a christmas a roller special. coaster yes. there's a christmas special there's hunter camp you need to wake up you're <laughs> I'm living a you're living in a fever dream.
2: I'm living the, in a dark world.
0: The rest of the world is moving on without you, Hunter King. I we? never
2: woke up when I saw. So, I, like, this is this is 2013. I have actually fallen asleep in the movie theater for Thor: The Dark World, oh, and snap. I have never woken up. And this is all a dream.
0: Oh, I do want to say Thor Ragnarok made the most. It made 854 million at the box office, so it's definitely the biggest success. Ticket prices of the the. Uh, the Thor movies that have come out so far. I think we all have pretty big expectations. So hopefully this movie delivers, but we will let you know next week on we love comics. And we're actually going to be having a special guest next week to join us on. We love comics. So stay tuned for that. I'm not going to say who it is right now, but we're going to let you know next week on we love comics. But we'd like to thank you for listening to this episode. As every episode, you can always leave us a comment on YouTube. You can leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And you can check out all of our shows over at GeekSoToSpeak.com slash network. We have the Sandbox Gamers, which is my video game podcast. And we also have Technological, which is my Star Trek podcast, which is actually going to be taking a break after this week, because we have come to the end of season one of Strange New Worlds. Real quick, Seabury, are you watching Strange New Worlds? Uh, It is fantastic. You would... I know you, Seabury. I know you would love it. And you would also love Treknological Star Trek podcast. Um, That's all of my plugs for the week. Hunter Cam, you said you're going to be streaming right after this. Yes.
2: So I'm I'm streaming Life is Strange True Colors. Uh, I played the first Life is Strange... um, Oh, in the uh, spring? Right after the spring, Raptor played yeah. the Guardians game. Yeah, so I played this because I was didn't have a lot of hand motion. Um, so in it was like April or something. I played the first game. So I'm starting to stream stru- True Colors tonight, uh, and I will be going for the, like the week where I'm doing that. So like I'm gonna play this all the way through, which will be the first time I'm actually playing a full game, um, through in order. Uh, so I'm excited about that. Uh, also going to be doing some dark cloud in the morning tomorrow oh, or like yeah. a- early afternoon, and then, um, depending on whether I'm in love with that game or not, uh, on Sunday, I will be doing either that again and continue that game or do child of light, which I've not played. Oh, that is a good game! Yeah. Oh, yeah, and oh, that's Mar- at twitch.tv forward slash I am Hunter Camp. Yeah,
0: Mr. Marcus Seabury, I know that they can always find you podcasting with Black Nerd Power, once you guys are actually doing the podcast. But where can they find you reviewing movies every week, Seabury?
1: Yeah, man. Check out Center Sundry. I do that in conjunction with On Location Memphis. That is an organization that promotes you know, music and movies. Uh, you can find Center Sundry on the On Location Memphis YouTube channel or the On Location Memphis facebook page uh let's see they they just dropped my review of the amazon prime film emergency i liked it r.j Siler, a lot of people know him as the blue ranger in the power ranger movies with he's done other stuff johnny <laughs>
2: uh
1: he's in that um gonna hopefully maybe record some more this weekend uh I don't know it's kind of up in the air I recently had a death in the family you know my uncle Ray I might have to you know go pay my respects to him so it's kind of up in the air but stuff is coming soon and of course I always go to the Kazuki and after here and so the Black Nerd Power and also I think we you know might be sticking our head out the ground like of Field in a minute you know what I'm saying I might be coming back uh and you know Still acting in different projects, you know, some of them actually make Amazon Prime on the gate So, you know, look out for your boy.
0: I see Barry. Well, because Hunter Camp always forgets, I'm gonna tell you that this show is called We Love Comics and you and should You too. should too. I
2: got it. I did it.